Yeah, I'm leaving you here until after this. You should, you should mute yourself, yeah. Shh. Well, it says in Parashas Akev, The Baruch says to Klal Yisrael, Mesh Rabbeinu says to Klal Yisrael, what is the Kaddish Baruch Hu asking from you? You know, a little Yira Shemayim. We know the Gemara comments in Masechta's Baruch, is also Yira Shemayim, this was a drasahi by Mesh Rabbeinu, maybe Yira Shemayim was a small accomplishment. However, the Pasuk begins with the word va'ata, with an ayin, and in the Medrash comments, ain't va'ata, eloloshin tshuva. Va'ata, now, always implies the language of tshuva. But how did Chazal see, in the language of now, you know, the motivation or the, uh, the, uh, the requirement, uh, perhaps, uh, to do tshuva? So Chavitz Chaim writes in the Sefer Abbas Chesed that it's because, uh, commenting on this Medrash, because the Yetzirah always encourages us to push things off until tomorrow. Everybody knows in their life it doesn't require great pishpush hamasim, great introspection, to know the things that we need to fix. Adam yedea moras nafshoi. Everybody knows their problems, everybody knows their shortcomings, it's no secret to us, we've known about it the whole year long, we didn't realize and wake up during Elo. The Shafer is supposed to wake us up to it, but we knew before what the problems are that we need to fix. Communally, it's a little bit harder to decipher, to figure out. But internally, individually, we all know the things you know, that we can, we can do better. But we push it off. We say, ah, not now, it's not convenient. I can't do it now, look at all the things I have going on. COVID, COVID is an excuse for everything, COVID. I can't do it now, push it off. And that's how we go through the whole year. We push it off <coughs> until tomorrow, that's our attitude. This kind of attitude goes all the way back to our time in Mitzrayim. The Pasuk and Sefer Yechezkel describes Mitzrayim as Zirma Susan, Zirmasan, but Asher Besar Chamorim Besarom. They're compared to a Sus, but also compared to a Chamor. And the Zayah HaKadosh comments that it's because the word Chamor, Oisius Ches Mem can also be rearranged to spell Machar. Because the Mitzrayim encourage us to push things off till tomorrow. We see that kind of behavior was uh, demonstrated by Paroi. At the end of the Makkah of Tzvardeya, Moshe Rabbeinu always had to assist the Egyptians in removing the Makkah that he brought. So, a few times the Torah tells us about it explicitly, but other times the Torah doesn't even mention it. The Ramban says, though, that this happened by all of the Makkah's Kaseder. They only got removed because Moshe Rabbeinu brought them. They didn't dissipate on their own. Moshe Rabbeinu had to remove them. So one of the times the Torah tells, it about, tells us about it explicitly is after the Makkah of Tzvardeya. The Moshe Rabbeinu offers to Paro. He says, you want me to remove the Makkah Tzfardeya from you? Paro asks him, you know, it's too much already for us. So Paro says, you know what? It's a good idea. Thank you for your help. We'll take it tomorrow. We'll take delivery tomorrow. We'll take delivery tomorrow. We're removing the Makkah Tzfardeya. The whole house, their lives were infested by this. The people in Mitzrayim couldn't handle it anymore. The frogs were everywhere. And Paro says, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow with the Yeshua, with the salvation? Why come back tomorrow? So Amban explains that it's because Pyro knew he was going to have to do a shtickle tshuva in order to get the tzvardeya to be removed. He was going to have to eat his words. And uh, for that, he procrastinated until tomorrow. He pushed it off. Constantly pushing things off until tomorrow that we already, we can trace back already to the time you know, of Pyro. But it's not only Pyro, it's not only Mitzrayim. If you pay attention, the end of Pyro is B'Shalach in our war with Amalek too. We mentioned by Shalosh Judas that Moshe Rabbeinu instructs Yeshua so that process continues 
that it's because Machor Anoichi Mitzav Al Rosh Because tomorrow we're going to have a war with Amoik. They told him to draft today for the war uh, tomorrow. So Rebbe Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld writes in the Sefer Chach Chaim that it's because our war with Amoik is about tomorrow. That's what we're arguing about. Should we push things off till tomorrow? We all know the things we need to fix. So we push it off till tomorrow. That's when the war takes place. The war takes place not today, tomorrow. And then he brilliantly ties us into the Megillah, where of course we did battle with Haman, the descendants of Amalek. So if you notice, Esther invites Achashverosh and Haman to a Suda tomorrow. The Suda is always the following day. And then even when Achashverosh is victorious, and Achashverosh rewards them with the day to celebrate the Purim, what does Esther ask? She asks for not only today, I want tomorrow too. Should also be a holiday. So Joseph Chaim Zunnenfeld says, you see from here, everything is about tomorrow. That's what we're arguing about. We're arguing about our attitude towards tomorrow. The Moshe says a similar thing in the Dibra Yisrael. The guys from the Mark of Arba. So says, That there'll be a distinction between the Jewish community, the Egyptian community. Tomorrow you'll see this great sign. So he comments, that's the difference between the Jewish community the Egyptian community was their attitude towards what's going to be with tomorrow? And therefore, in order to overcome, right, to leave Mitzrayim, we have to do it quickly. We had to act quickly in order to get out of Mitzrayim, to understand the importance of every moment, and not to push things off until tomorrow, in order to do the Akedah Yitzvot, right? Avram Avinu had to saddle up his chamor, he had to subdue to overcome his chamor, he had to overcome the impulse, to push things off till tomorrow, and to understand, no, we have to do it, we have to do it now. And so too, that uh, now always implies the language of tshuva, because in order for a person to do tshuva, he has to understand, I can't push it off till tomorrow. He can't procrastinate any longer, person has to seize the moment, to live in the moment, ain't vata, and tshuva, now always implies the language of tshuva. You see a similar thing at the beginning of the parasha, the Apostle says, atem nitzavim hayoyim kuchem, we're all standing today before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Zohar HaKadosh comments numerous times throughout Sefer Dvarim when the Torah uses the word hayoyim, that it refers to Rosh Hashanah. Hayoyim, the day is Rosh Hashanah. Why is hayoyim? Rosh Hashanah. Why, why is that? How do you know it's Rosh Hashanah? Hayom could be any day. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is, is one significant day. Maybe it means Leil Seder. How do you know it's Hayom means Rosh Hashanah? Perhaps it's because Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the Tshuva period, and you know we can't push it off any longer. This is the Yom Adin. You've been pushing it off the whole year long. Hayom today, the day has arrived. There's no more pushing it off. It's the end of the, the Yom Adin is here. You can't push it off anymore. It's about Hayom. In fact, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim, many Darshanim say, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim, Atem Gmashitavis Al Toymar Mohar. There's no more pushing it off till tomorrow. In order for a person to do tshuva, he has to do it right now. They have to live in the moment. We can't procrastinate any longer. There's no secret what we need to fix, and now is the time to fix it. We can't push it off. So maybe Ein Va'at Alashon Tshuva, that, uh, you know, now implies the language of tshuva, not only because it's teaching us you can't procrastinate any longer. We have to live, you know, in the now. Is also, you know, encouraging us or, 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 or motivating us to think not about, not only not procrastinate for the future, but not to worry too much, you know, about the baggage from the past. Many times people feel bogged down. Well, I, well, I did this yesterday. I did this for so long. 
the change you almost feel with the start of a Shabbos. You feel like a phony. You feel like a fake. Yesterday, where were you? Today, all of a sudden, you're here. Oh, welcome, you know. So that uh, the Yitzharah encourages us. Nah, that's not you. The real you is the guy who didn't show up for the last whatever time. And ah, you're showing up. You're faker. You're phony. So sometimes the past discourages us from changing in the future because we get, we, get, we get bogged down. Or maybe we feel we, we did so much in the past. How can I possibly do tshuva over this? <coughs> we can do tshuva now. Not only don't procrastinate anymore in the future, but stop you know, worrying too much about the past. What it says in Parashas Re'eh, places before us today a blessing and a curse. So the Gura writes in the, in the Divrei Elio that the Pasuk is Belashon Hoiveh. It really should have been Belashon Ovar. Re'eno sati lefanecha hayoim. I already placed it before you, but it's not. It's Belashon Hoiveh. So the Gura says, because even if a person already chose Klala in the past, because puts two paths before us, Brach and Klala, I already chose. You chose Klala. Doesn't matter anymore. That was the past. Now in the future, you can pick a different team. Before you were on the team of Klala, person to pick a different team. He chooses to be on the team of bracha. And there's no impediment to a person from doing so. So maybe Ein Va'ata, Loshon Tshuva implies now is free not only should we not procrastinate for the future, but we're free perhaps from the burdens of the past. Chazal tells Masech this Tomid Ezehu Chacham HaRoyas Anoilad. He's a wise man. A person who can anticipate others' reactions or what will occur later on during the, you know, down the road. Is a very good quality to have. One of the Talmudim of Tushas Levi, the Sefer Bas Ayin, classic Sefer, so he says, no, Eze means, who's a Chacham? A person who feels as if he's a Tinok Shanoila Dami, a Katan Shanoila Dami. He doesn't say, oh, what about yesterday? What about this? No, a Chacham is a person who says, forget about all that. He's a Katan Shanoila Dami, he's like a new person, he doesn't have to worry about what took place before. In this period of the year, Bedafka, a person is supposed to feel like, uh, you know, he's a, he's a new person. Hayayim Haras Oilam. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of the world. What happened before doesn't matter. Not only should we not procrastinate to the future, the Yom Adin has arrived. There's, there's no more procrastination, but we shouldn't feel bogged down by the past either. That's also implied. The Ein Va'ata of Elosh and There's a fantastic safer. We mentioned it once in the past. Uh, by Ramosha Victor Amiel, so was a big fan, who was first a Rav in Antwerp, later on the Rav in Tel Aviv, passed away before Hakamas Medina. So he has fantastic drushes called Drushes El Ami. So in one of his drushes he has on Slichus, so he makes a fantastic horror. He says, you know, all the other Shalosh Regalim, we have as man of Achana. All the other Yom Tayyim. Has the ramifications for Bedikas comments, for Biyar comments. Erev Pesach is Mamisha Yontif. We bring the carbon Pesach before Pesach in preparation for Pesach. Before Shavuos, 49 days of Sirius Haimer, the Ramban writes in Parashat Emmer is like a Chalamoy between Pesach and Shavuos, preparing for Kabbalah Satera. It takes us 49 days. Before Sukkot, we have the Yom Neirom, Yom Neirom, Tshuva Meira. Sukkot is Tshuva Meyava. Before Yom Kippur, we have the Aseris who made Tshuva, but before Rosh Hashanah, there's mamish nothing. So you'll say, what are you talking about? We have the whole Chaydash We have the blowing shaifer, you know, during Chaydash So I think th- those are all minhagim. From the very fact that we have so many minhagim during Chaydash and Erev Rosh Hashanah, we have sikhs for so long, that actually speaks to the fact that there is a void in halakha. There's no halakhis for before Rosh Hashanah. 
in halacha there's a service to make tshuva before Pesach. Mamish halachas of shloim ayom kodem achag. There's sfiras ha'omer before shvuas. There's halachas about the yom they run before sukkahs before Rosh Hashanah. There's mamish nothing. That's why you know the latest farm had to add in minhagim to kind of fill the void that existed before Rosh Hashanah. Otherwise, we come in quite abruptly. In fact, the one thing that we have before every Rosh Chodesh of Kiddush Hashanah, benching Rosh Chodesh, we dafka don't do before Tishrei. We come into Rosh Hashanah, you know. No one's paying attention at all. It seems like, well, why are we paying any attention? Why don't you know? Why do we need all these minhagim to fill a void? Why aren't there real halachas over here before Rosh Hashanah to kind of show us the way how to prepare for the Yom Adin? Should, should require more preparation. So Rabbi Yamiel says, no, that's exactly the point. Preparation teaches us, you know, how to bring you know the past with us as we go into the future. How to prepare for this. The whole point of Rosh Hashanah is we're breaking away from the past. What happened before does not matter. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we'll deal with it. It matters on Yom Kippur, but it doesn't matter on Rosh Hashanah. At the beginning of the Chuba period, the Iker is for a person to feel that the past is behind him. All he has to think now is about what's right in front of him. That's the Iker focus. But I think there's a third part to this. means you can't procrastinate anymore into the future. Hayoyim Rosh Hashanah, the day is arriving. It's over. There's a hard break. But also, there's a hard break from the past. You don't have to worry about all the things that happened before. A person shouldn't feel bogged down about it. Now it's time to focus on the here and now. But part of that is, in Vata is to appreciate what's right in front of us. That's also critical, to understand the Hoiva and to live in the moment, to appreciate the Hoiva. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, in Adam, and Rosh Hashanah, a person's only judged by his Maisim at that moment, as the Pasuk says by Yishmael. Where he was at that moment. And so too, Kaddish Baruch judges us in Rosh Hashanah, meaning how much do we appreciate where we are now? Do we appreciate the present, the opportunity that we have before us uh, to do tshuva? If we don't appreciate that, that's a, that, that's a big problem. We have to not only forget about the past and not only not worry about the future, be paralyzed by the future, but live in the moment. And a lot of times, I don't know how, you know, how we could not live in the moment. We could, you know, so many things happened this past year. We have no idea what's coming in the future. If the past year, two, year and a half taught us anything, no one knows what can happen. Of all the predictions, we've all been proven wrong a thousand times over. No one knows. We have to live within the moment. We have no choice. But particularly during this period of the year, we have to appreciate the tremendous opportunity we have in front of us, and if we don't, then we're, uh, we're, 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 we have uh, you know, only compounded our guilt. The Pasuk we already mentioned, the Pasuk in Kaddish Baruch places us before us today, a bracha and a klala. So it's bracha and klala. That's pretty, <coughs> okay, we can deal with those two things. However, in Parashas Nitzav, in this coming week's parasha, many Mepharshim note that the similar Pasuk, but the, here the stakes have been uh, raised. So what was before bracha klala, now is death and life. How did that happen? It came so much, you know, more severe. As Meshachachma explains, it's because in between, in the interim, we got the mitzvah of tshuva. We learned about the mitzvah of tshuva in Parshas Nitzavim. And because the mitzvah of tshuva now is open before us, a person who squanders that opportunity to the tshuva... Now his guilt is compounded. The stakes have been raised whether he likes it or not. So I believe Parshish Re'eh we read at the beginning of Chodesh Shevo. The Tshuva then, it's great. The stakes aren't too high. Fantastic. 
But if you wait a little longer, Pashas Nitzavim, already we're holding by Rosh Hashanah, now the stakes are much higher. Because the opportunity, Hashem is making Himself present before us. Dear Hashem, Behim If we ignore Kaddish Baruch Hu knocking at our door, Rabbeinu Yonah writes in Shari Tshuva, so what bigger insult to the Rebbeinu Shalom can there possibly be? Kaddish Baruch Hu is bringing Himself to us. We not appreciate that great opportunity. Not only don't procrastinate, don't worry about the past, don't get bogged down by the past, stop having anxiety about that, but we have to appreciate what's sitting right in front of us. And the sooner a person appreciates that, the better his chances are. Mark says in Rosh Hashanah that uh, Rosh Hashanah will all judge the basis for Nisan Ataykev, will all judge Kivnei Morun. What does it mean, Kivnei Morun? mentioned before, once in the past, that there are three pshatim in the Gemara. One pshat in the Gemara is Kivnei Imrana. That's how we pass it. And in the sign of Tzadikah, that it means like sheep passing before Arroya. Kiraya Edroy. That's one pshat in the Gemara. There's another pshat in the Gemara. Kamailo's base Morun. Like people are sending a winding, they're going up a winding path along the side of a mountain. It's very narrow. They can only go up one by one. <coughs> That's what it means. We're like we're ascending the side of a mountain. The other Pshat in the Gemara is no Kechayolos based David, like soldiers who go out to war that they march single file. Interestingly, all three possibilities, all single file. Everyone's going alone. The sheep, Tachas, you know, underneath the, sh- the staff of the, of the Raya, being counted for Maizabahima, or those ascending the side of the mountain, or the soldiers going out to battle, everyone's marching one by one, single file. So Pincus explains in such a powerful way that it's because Rosh Hashanah were all judged in single file. A, because everyone is an individual, loved you know, individually by the Rebbeinu not just because he's part of the collective, everybody's a personal relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But also, we're being judged, and everybody has their own personal challenges. And whether it's success for one person, it's failure for somebody else. What's failure for one person is success for somebody else. Everybody is judged differently. Uh, and more than that, everybody has their own unique mission, which they can contribute. Everyone is beloved, everyone has their own circumstances, and everyone has their own unique mission that only they, uh, as individuals, can accomplish. That's why we're judged in single file. However, since we're all judged in single file, that means that there's a line. There's a line. It can only come in one at a time. And a line means that there's people in the front of the line, people in the back of the line. Rabbi said, we're all yidden. No one here stands, no one here likes to be in the back of the line. It's uh, genetic. You have to get to the front of the line. And the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, it's not Stam, to be at the front of the line. You have a better chance of being judged positively in Rosh Hashanah if you're at the front of the line than if you're at the back of the line. And the Gemara compares it to a uh, die in a bus of a dumb. And this is true. They studied this in Colombia. There's studies of it. Uh, it was published. Uh, I think I'm correct. That if you are up for parole, or your din taira is coming, your din in the mishpat, is coming before a die in a bus of a dumb, you have a much better chance of being acquitted earlier in the day, you know, after a meal when the bellies are full, as opposed to later in the day. When everyone's hungry and everyone wants to get home. Everyone loses their patience as the day goes on. So, so too, the Gemara says, Lahabdil, the same is by the Rebbein Shalom. At the end of the day, Kaddish Baruch Hu loses his patience. At the beginning of the day, Kaviyah Gemara makes this comparison. At the beginning of the day, Kaddish Baruch Hu is a little bit more patience. So it's better to be at the head of the line, and a line is already forming for the Yom Adin. So perhaps that's why we say the Slichas, We're already coming right away, Motzei Shabbos, the earliest possible moment to begin saying slichas because we want to get at the front of the line to do tshuva, premium tshuva, you know, tshuva, not the economy tshuva, we want to do tshuva, first class tshuva, 
right away at the earliest possible opportunity. If we don't get bogged down by the past, we don't procrastinate to the future, and we appreciate the opportunity that's right in front of us. But his brother should inscribe us off and see what he would play when he did the best. Shalom Aleichem. Man Shema.